Got to get yeah. this energy up, 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 Okay, up, here up, we up. go. <laughs> what do we want? Podcasts. <laughs> when do we want them? I guess we're doing it now. Earlier in the day. Earlier, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a different day even. <laughs> Would have been better in terms of energy and not being tired. Chris, uh, I think every time he appears on a track, he's always just like Luda. But I think he's like walking away. But and he, <laughs> you just don't hear him say Chris later, like as a follow up. I think that's 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 my head cannon for for Luda, Chris. Just uh, that's that up. that's lovely. He's not <laughs> on this though, right? No, he's not. He was on a, an album or two ago. Yeah. And by this, of course, we mean Porpoise by Justin Bing Chandler. <clears throat> <laughs> Got some filberts in my That's throat. That's right. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, it's the only internet outrage podcast machine. It's Think Outside the Box Set. And we're back. We're back like a vertebrae. Uh, nobody can keep us down. Uh, can't keep a good dog down. Uh, and all dogs go to heaven. And I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And it's my fault that we missed last week because I have another podcast um, that actually is my job as opposed to this one, unless people start paying us money (laughs) other than the like 10 people who currently do. Yes. Uh, But I had to go to North Carolina and get a bunch of interviews for that one. And uh, yeah, that's why I couldn't record last week. And I missed you all very much. Yeah. We missed you too. And I have a a message to deliver to you from the audience. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> you drive us coconuts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Joke's on you. I'm into that. <laughs> coconuts, I mean. <laughs> this is the third. Well, technically, this is the fourth studio album by Justin Baby Boy. I don't know if Are I've you consulting your yet. list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta I have a list. Justin Dim Sum. <laughs> That's a bit far afield, but I'll allow I don't it. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so the third one is like his Christmas album. Just I, I don't. It's called. I wouldn't count that as a studio album, honestly. Well, it's under. It's in the Wikipedia. It's yeah, under his studio albums, but. You know what I have to say to that? Citation needed. Okay. (laughs) Well, this is his third um, not specifically Christmas album that we know of. Mm -hmm. No sleigh bells in this one, people. We'll get to the Christmas one, uh, let's say, during Christmas time. Let's say. I mean, let's not. (laughs) You know, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. This Uh, one's purpose. This this has got to be his, like most popular album i think so i mean several of the songs on spotify have more than a billion plays billion with a b yeah so the songs that i remember were what do you mean sorry we finally we finally got big one we finally got the what do you mean i feel like you have teased this for years you've talking about the bit where he's like to talk about it (laughs) i mean 
teasers, I guess, but Justin uh, B. Joe says something very funny during that song. Uh, there's Love Yourself, which I've always been a big fan of. Um, I liked that song. What? Yeah, that song rules. Did you know it was uh, apparently written by, um, uh, what's his face? Who's that little Ed Muppet Sheeran. guy? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's a little Muppet. <laughs> See, I feel like people would like him more if they just regarded him in that way. <laughs> yeah. I I think that like the casual like ginger racism uh, like against Ed Sheeran is like kind of hilarious and also <laughs> just sort of like I don't know, sort of telling like, you know, us us white people still do not regard ever all whites as white. Yeah, like the Irish, like are they? Come on, they're not really white. They're like the sheer the Sheerans of the world. The Sheerans of the world. They're always wishing me the top of the morning, and I'm like, sir, what does that even mean? <laughs> mm. uh, what do you? And mean? I'm after their lucky charms. <laughs> they hate me for it. Do you think that that's supposed to be some sort of like? political commentary about like British imperialism. They're after me lucky charms. I, <laughs> the British. I believe it is. Believe it is. See, it all dates back to the troubles. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, um, that's not something see. I should be joking about, especially because apparently that that uh, we might be getting a, a, a legacy sequel to uh, the troubles happening soon. I don't even know what the troubles are. It was a period of violence in uh, Northern Ireland. Uh, okay, surrounding. So you're, you're using the the legacy sequel, uh, <laughs> the idea of the legacy sequel, uh, ironically. No, not well. Kind. Of, I mean, it kind of literally is because there might. It's be, not a movie. <laughs> it's not a movie, but there might be, uh, you know, round two of the troubles coming up, depending on how they uh, work this hard border thing. That's Damn, a bit. I, I'm <laughs> that's out of touch. Here, neither here nor there. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, it is, it is there, there. <laughs> and by there I mean Northern Ireland. <laughs> it's not here though. On this podcast, is what I'm saying. This is the album that yeah, I was excited to get to because I feel like this is where the songs start getting kind of good uh, in their production mm-hmm. and where the songwriting starts getting some character. I agree. It's not just like teen stuff. It really seemed like he leveled up in the songwriters he chose to work with. Yeah. And 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 uh and the producers. Like I Skrillex does a lot of this album as like the producer um and I had never really taken him seriously before. Um but there's some great production on this album. Um I actually I texted Cameron um, that this uh, kind of reminded me of the Age of Odds that uh, Sufjan's album oh, from yeah. 2010, uh, which also feels like a, or also has like a lot of glitchy and like noisy like electronic stuff and beats and um, yeah, it feels very like spacey. Um, and I I mean that as a compliment because I think the Age of Odds is fantastic. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then uh by the end it sort of be it moves from like the age of odds to uh, all of a sudden there's just a ccm ballad and he's singing about how much he loves god 
and uh, it's pretty jarring. And not in a Sufjan way. Not in a Sufjan way. It's actually about being gay. Yeah. <laughs> not in a kind of like roomy, like uh, romance uh, type thing. Um, no. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a bit jarring. And uh, I mean, it's essentially, essentially, Cameron, Justin Bugler uh, just had a we're not sorry that we tricked you moment. Yeah. Um, refer back to our second season where we cover ICP. It's a plot twist towards the end. Twist. Yeah. Secret Christians. Secret Christians. ICP. Um, yes. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the last song. It's called purpose. Um, from whence the album gets its title and it feels like a, uh, like a Chris Pratt flavor of Christian, uh, style <laughs> piano ballad. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> don't they go to the same church yeah yeah notoriously yeah yeah um god yeah chris pratt what is it with these like sit lovable sitcom doofuses who like just want to prove their masculinity and like prove their like seriousness and like yeah like fucking john krasinski oh is he does is he going to a weird like awful church i don't know I don't know if he's religious, but he's like weirdly conservative. Oh, I mean, the he dude loves got... the CIA. He was in a that show about is, the CIA. And that's he's like, weird. Yeah, he's like, we should thank the CIA every day. Oh my god, he says that like on the on the press tour. It's oh, like, Jim, Jim from the office, come on. Ah, gee whiz, thanks CIA. I really wanted to see a bunch of foreigners murdered in horrific ways. And I love that you experimented on American citizens without their knowledge. Thank you so much. I love being subjected to LSD uh, experimentation without my knowledge. It's great. MK Ultra, look it up. Read a book. <laughs> Read a goddamn book. Listen to a podcast. What yeah. are you doing? Stop. God. Stop do what you're doing, listening to a podcast, and listen to a podcast. Listen to a podcast. Come on, get with it. Yeah, God, MK Ultra is like one of those things that is hard to talk about because it you sound like a like raving <laughs> like conspiracy theorist. Like, yeah, the CIA was going around just like giving LSD to random people and following them around and trying to control their minds. And it's like it's exactly what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> They got bored. They got. They were like, "Man, fuck! We got this LSD. What are we gonna do with it? I'm bored. <laughs> Let's just give it to some dude." I'm tired of taking all this LSD. <laughs> Let's see if we can control minds with this shit. That'd be fun. Yeah. We've oh. already destabilized half the world. <laughs> Let's have some fun. We hurt. You yeah. know what? The CIA can have a little LSD as a treat. As a treat. You know, Cameron. It's. Self-care is very important. And in between like a hard day's work, assassinating a democratically elected socialist uh, uh, governmental figure and installing a fascist uh, right-wing business-friendly regime in its place, uh, that's a lot of hard work. And you just got to take a day off and try to mind control some unsuspecting (laughs) dude with LSD. (laughs) Uh, Should we talk about some songs? I guess so. Are you ready? (laughs) I was having a lot of fun talking about the CIA. (laughs) Thank you, CIA. <clears throat> That's our official Every stance. Day. Every day. Every day uh, after I say my prayers, I say, thank you, CIA. Yeah. Um, there's a lot on this album that is kind of about um, Justin Boopler and his own position as being a, an extremely famous person who has made some very public mistakes and uh, the haters. And 
that's kind of a theme in a lot of these songs. And I feel like he actually deals with it fairly well. Uh, not yeah. always, but so, like some of the times mm-hmm. he has some interesting stuff to say about it. Certainly more than um, John Mayer. Yeah. Um, he seems, it kind of reminds me of Eminem's relationship with his own image mm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a similar amount of self-awareness. I think mm-hmm. uh, like he's, he's definitely burdened by <laughs> the mess that he's in. Um, and like, I think in some ways fairly resentful um, mm-hmm. I, and by fairly, I mean like in, in a fair way, he's, <laughs> he has some earned resentment for how yeah. people have treated him. I mean, at one yeah, point, there's a lot of toxic stuff thrown yeah. his way. At one point he, he was like, yeah, you, you know, they cruci- They try to crucify me, or like he uses the the imagery and the phrase crucify. So like he's getting crucified, and yeah, I mean it's I mean it's obviously like hyperbole and a metaphor, but it's also kind of like that's truer more of him than a lot of people. Like he was just like the butt of sure. everyone's jokes for like a decade. Yeah, he was he was like a I don't know, kind of like a totem for like punishing punishing like whiteness and uh i don't know like something feels patriarchal in the way that people hate justin bieber like like it feels related to him not being like a man yeah not being like macho yeah just being like a boyish man yeah he i mean he's a pretty boy cameron he's just like right lightweight uh, doesn't have any substance and needs to right. grow up and get with it. Get with the program. Yeah, uh, he never did the. Um, who is the Who is the kid from High School Musical who like is like super butch now? Uh, Zach Efron. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Zach Efron. I'm gonna search uh, images for Zach Efron Butch. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Oh, to, uh, wow. Apparently, he is a butch queen first time in drags in new Baywatch trailer, according to out.com, uh, which is uh, from 2017. What does that mean? <laughs> He's in drag. I feel like usually. <laughs> uh, he, he apparently is in drag in the uh, Baywatch movie, and I'm sure that they treat it with a lot of sensitivity and oh. uh, depth, and it's not some sort of weird uh, transphobic joke. Oh yeah, well the I rock trust is in them. it, and you know he's pretty woke. So, <laughs> I mean, he wants to be president. Oh my god. Oh fuck. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The crucifying. Yeah. I feel like that makes sense. Like, I. I feel like there is inordinate, disproportionate hatred towards Justin Bieber because yeah. he's just a pop star. You know, but he kind of like he kind of became like an avatar for young people and like millennials, even though I don't think he's technically a millennial and like the YouTube generation and like YouTubers right. and influence. He like became this like avatar for everything that like old fuddy duddies would be tut tutting about. <laughs> fuddy duddies tut tutting. <laughs> Fuddy's going to duddy and tut's going to tut. What can I say? Um, you want to get any of these songs? Yes. Mark my words. After all that we've been through I'm gonna show you more than I ever could say 
I think that production is pretty great. Yeah. It's it's so spare. Yeah. Like contrapuntal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Is literally everything... Well, not every. I guess there was like some keyboard sounds, but up until those came in, it was all just loops of his voice, right? Yeah, doing the... Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then chords mm-hmm. landing on the downbeats. Yeah. And then him singing the lead. Yeah. And then some like kind of effects mm-hmm. on all that stuff. Um, this is apparently about Selena Gomez, with whom he really has, a lot of this album is. Yeah, and it it's just I don't know. It's it's weird to me that he gets other people to write songs for him about his own personal relationships. That is weird. He is a credited writer on this track, yeah. but it's the he's the last credited, and before him is uh, Pooh Bear and Blood Pop Reserve with a <laughs> reserve Gross. mark with the R the circle around it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, this is some pretty normal names for those guys. I don't. <laughs> blood pop, bloody blood pop. Mmm, delicious. When it's a hot day outside, reach inside the freezer for a ice cool, delicious, refreshing blood pop. <laughs> Slurp it up, blood pop. It kind of reminds me of. Uh, do you ever get um, black pudding, hot pot? Like oh. Chinese hot pot. It's along those lines. <laughs> I I love hot pot. Yeah, I I have not had blood pudding with hot pot though. Well, like some sometimes you can go to certain hot pot places, you can get like coagulated duck blood. Oof. It's like little tofu squares, oh, but boy. duck blood. Oh boy! <laughs> it was like I. Uh, it's not my favorite. I, <laughs> I wasn't I, into it. I watched a David Cronenberg movie last night, and it feels like that could have slotted right in. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, it was challenging. I try to do a lot of performative like white person just like I'll eat anything and love <laughs> it. And that one like I've and I and I've pulled it off a lot of times and that that mm-hmm. one I was just like, no, nah, this is too I can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll eat it, but I'm not going to have a good time. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh how about I'll show you do I have any sound samples from? No, I don't. Do you want to? Yeah, just... It's just a short song. Oh, Should, do you want to talk about it or skip it? What do you, what do no, you let's want? Let's go to show you. Let's go to show you. Okay. It's like they want me to be perfect. When they don't even know that I'm hurting. This life's not easy. I'm not made out of steel. Don't forget that I'm human. Don't forget that I'm real. This is a really interesting song, I think. Yeah. Um, Because he is, he's engaging with his own fame and his own um, like high profile and the amount of like vitriol that was directed towards him. Um, And yeah, there's like, it seems like he's going to go in one direction when he says like, uh, sometimes it's hard to do the right thing when the pressure's coming down like lightning. It's like they want me to be perfect when they don't even know that I'm hurting. It's like, okay, is he going to get like defensive and is he going right. like, to be justifying and stuff? But then he says, 
life's not easy. I'm not made out of steel. Don't forget that I'm human. Don't forget that I'm real. Uh, he just like asserts that, yeah, yeah. I, he asserts his own dignity. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm human being. Don't forget that like, there's a real person here when you are making a Justin Bieber joke, you know? Yeah. And then he says, yeah. act like you know me, but you never will, which is a really interesting thing to say. Yeah, that's specifically like crossing a line of, you know, like pop star boy. Like you're you're supposed to assert that your fans do know you mm-hmm. and that they have access to you and that they understand the narrative. Right. They're the expert. It's interesting that he's saying this. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like they encourage the fans to form like that parasocial relationship. Um and feel that like, yeah, me and, you know, just like we talked, like we, I know him like, and he knows he gets me, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that like, he doesn't really seem to like try to justify. I mean, he's, he's by this point, he's gotten like DUIs. He's, um, been like drag racing in Miami beach drunk. Uh, he's been like, pulled over in i think sweden or something for like having a bunch of hard drugs in the car and um getting into like fights with like his neighbor or something like he's he's been doing some like wild shit uh he's been doing some like tasteless shit like writing the the stuff in uh uh the guest book at the Anne frank house saying like (laughs) oh i think that she would have been a believer or something like that (laughs) which is a kind of self-aggrandizing thing to say but also like kind of taps into i don't know something universal the humanity about, like, the of, humanity yeah. Like, yeah i mean it it brings her into the present day and makes us think like oh like she was a young girl and if she were alive today she would probably be into like the same thing that a lot of young girls are into yeah yeah i don't know i, I think there's no, more I, substance I to that than i think people gave him shit for Although There's it's at least weird more substance thing. that you could project onto, but it's I, yeah, a, it's that's a pretty wild thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're fair. That's 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 it's, that's fair. It's pretty wild to like go to the Anne Frank house and just be thinking about like how this relates to you. <laughs> how <laughs> like, how do I make this about me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. Um, um but I, I I don't know. I don't disagree. It's possible that that's what he meant. Uh, there's a little quote here that's uh, in the Genius Annotation. The biggest misconception about me, Justin B. I don't think I said it. I, I saved it. I think I saved you it. You saved it. Justin, Justin Bathbombs. <laughs> the biggest misconception about me is that I'm a bad person. I get upset about that. I have a big heart. I want to be a good role model. <laughs> but some people want me to fail. I'm young and I make mistakes. That's part of growing up. Uh, I don't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also, you know, he's not that young at this time, but also he didn't get to make mistakes without the spotlight on him. Exactly. And yeah, like, you know, when you're a teenager, you're supposed to, you're supposed to do stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully not hurt anyone. And, you know, but, but be forgiven. Yeah. Ultimately, because it's something you did as a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, which I think is happening now. Hopefully. What, what do you mean him. by that? Well, I mean, I don't know. He's people are still listening to his music. Oh, okay. And keeping up to date with him. So, yeah, 
he hasn't been canceled. Cancel culture hasn't gone too far this time. Not this time. <laughs> it's always lurking around the corner, and it's definitely real. <laughs> it's definitely not just a weird boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, what else is is there to say? Yeah, so it's about those parasocial relationships. Um. He says... I've got to, he sings, I've got to learn things, learn them the hard way. Got to see what it feels like, no matter what they say. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And man, it, it reminds, I was, I was reading earlier today. This is a bit of a tangent, but, um, have you heard of a, of a short story called I identify as an attack helicopter? Oh yeah. I haven't actually read this. Um, but I, I know I'm somewhat familiar with the discourse around it. Right. Yes. Um, so the idea was a writer wrote a short story taking the transphobic meme I identify as an attack helicopter, literalizing it and using it to work out some of, you know, or like examine or like work through like gender and like how the state can uh, like pervert gender or like force like how society can force you into like these gender roles that you don't necessarily want. It's, I haven't read it either. Um, there it's pretty divisive, but I was reading this, uh, fairly long article from Emily Vanderwerf about it today. We stand. Sorry. I said, we stand Emily Vanderwerf. We do. She's, she's great. She's amazing. I've, I've been reading her for years, uh, since her AV club days. Um, anyway, a lot of the article is about how the discourse machine got kicked into gear, mostly through like Twitter and how Twitter is essentially designed to uh, make people have knee jerk, like hot takes and uh, yeah. be like shitty and snide. And I mean, it's, it's the classic problem of social media where it optimizes for engagement, which means things like uh, confirmation bias and anger and so-called like righteous indignation or whatever anyway all that to say like a lot of the article is about how these a, a lot like people on twitter were not really like considering the effect of what they were saying was having upon this real person who had written this real story yeah um and they did not they kind of just like assumed that this was a cis person or it was someone who was acting in bad faith yeah um and they're just like like really and they they like essentially tried to dox the author or like try to figure oh, out who no. it was. And uh, yeah, they just like kind of did this dogpile thing without really considering that there is a person here who, who made this work of art. And yeah, it's, it's something that, that I was just like thinking a lot about today is like, yeah, you know, it's, it's easy and it can be fun to make jokes about people. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that is a real person and they have human dignity. Unless it's someone like you yeah. know Stephen Miller, or like you know one of those guys. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we'll yeah, put a link I, in the show. I notes. remember a part of that, a part of that story being that it was actually from like a trans author who ended up like detransitioning, yeah, or ceasing or reversing their transition because of the like trauma of this event yeah there's a lot of heartbreaking quotes because emily was like the only one who's really been able to talk to this person um because she wrote it under a pseudonym and she has some heartbreaking quotes about like yeah 
Isabel Hall, that's the the pen name she wrote it under, slash pseudonym, slash maybe the name she was going to transition to, potentially. Uh, She's like, yeah, "Yeah, Isabel Hall was this person that uh, I tried to become and I wanted to become, but it turns out I can't and people won't let me and I failed to like become this person. Yeah. It's really rough. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, and yeah. Uh, and that's probably a more profound, uh, <laughs> injustice than Justin Bieber experienced. Hmm, probably me. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, yes, um, but I, I, I think it's, a good comparison, a good way to think about it because yeah, Justin Bieber's, he's just a, just a pop star, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and he is a person. Um, and it is interesting, the sort of weaponization of your public persona to put back into your music and your public persona. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, especially when other writers are involved. I always think that's so yes. strange. Mm-hmm. It's one thing when rappers do it, cause you assume that they're writing their own shit. Um, but like, and that's kind of like what rap is a lot of the time is just, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, self mythology, cool, fun, uh, nasal, navel gazing. Yeah. (laughs) Nasal gazing. Nasal gazing. New from Cinco. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Uh, third glass of wine. (laughs) Should we move on to what do you, Oh, real quick. I want to say. There's some like real Kanye style vocal uh, beats in this um, where you take like a little vocal sample and then you pitch it up and change it, make it sound like chipmunks or make it sound super low. Mm -hmm. If you play that sound sample again, the main one, you can hear, you can hear this. And this is like a device that I feel like he popularized. Kanye or Justin Bieber? Kanye. Okay. Years before. Yeah. Like they want me to be perfect when they don't even know that I'm hurt. I'm pretty sure that's a voice. Yeah, I think so. Forget that I'm human. Forget that I'm real. Act like you know me. Also one more thing about this song is that every time I make sushi in our house, uh, Becca for a former guest of the show and current partner of me, um, we'll just start singing. I'll show you every time I like dip (laughs) into the show. You (laughs) a fun little, a fun little bit that uh, keeps on giving. That's a great bit. I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's not hurting anyone. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really weird thing to say. <laughs> That's all I can ask for anymore. It doesn't even have to be laugh out loud funny. I just don't want to hurt anyone with my jokes. <laughs> Amen. All right, well, Cameron, what do you mean... Do you mean? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I wish we had video feed of this because Cameron was playing the air pan flute. <laughs> the coolest you know thing I mean. about that pan flute... <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, the coolest thing about that pan flute sample is that they're using like the little pitch wheel <laughs> when they're playing <laughs> yeah. it on a, on a keyboard. You can't do that with a pan. You flute. know, pan flute, an instrument that's famous for its vibrato, <laughs> its capacity to bend notes up and down by <laughs> entire <laughs> tones. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think this song is so fun. Mm. Um, it's yeah. Just like the beat is so great. Mm-hmm. And I think the melody is great. It's so catchy. Yes. I um I I feel like it is personal enough. Like it feels about a specific person. Um Justin Probably about Selena. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh Justin Bibble is the first writing credit. Um so this yeah. is it, is this the first time we've seen him be the first? I don't know. I, we haven't been keeping track very well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That we've noticed. It's the first time he's, we've noticed. He's at almost least. always the last. Yes, he is. At least on genius lyrics. Um, to a certain degree, I was reminded of a song called uh, "Mood Rings" by Reliant K. Oh yeah, <laughs> big time. Uh, that song is all about how women be crazy and girls just like they just snap with it. How do you even figure them out? What if they just had mood rings so we could tell what they actually were feeling instead of just lying or like being weird um so that is an incredibly shitty song um <clears throat> just inc- just jaw-dropping misogyny from a shit-ass band uh that belongs in the dump um but this song by contrast feels like i don't know it feels a lot less like gendered or um painting with a broad brush it doesn't feel like he's saying that like Oh man, this is what I mean. Girls are like this, right? This, bitches be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, what does he say? He says, Girls are often flip floppy. This is what he's saying to Ryan Secrets. Oh. Uh, on oh, his no. radio show. I they oh, say shit. something and then they mean something else. What do you mean? I don't really know. That's why I'm asking. Oh, fuck. I think this song is. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because he it's just about how he doesn't know how to talk to girls uh how he doesn't know how to speak with women <laughs> and it's like you know that it's just you're not listening mm-hmm. it's just like you just got an answer that was like longer than you thought or you know you this is the first time you've been in a relationship with someone who like contains multitudes mm-hmm. and actually feels contradictory things and is like juggling cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. that is inevitable in a romantic partnership. So anyway, uh, but somehow I think this song is still funny and charming. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and and I'm not annoyed at him. I'm just like, Oh man, you'll, you'll figure it out. Justin, (laughs) 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 just hang in there. (laughs) Man, I I mean, I feel a little embarrassed because I feel like that quote from, (laughs) Little just just eat bumblebee, uh, like really <laughs> completely contradicted everything I was trying to say. <laughs> it turns out he is saying that girls are weird and they are, they need mood rings, basically. Yeah, um, no, but I yeah, mean, yeah, that's it, what he said to Ryan Secrets. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you call him that. 
because his name yeah <laughs> yes his yeah his name ryan secrets um as a side note uh sometimes when i play video games with uh my wife we my wife uh I I, of, I oftentimes insist on veering off the main path to look for sea crests and uh, you know like hidden treasure or whatever. <laughs> and it was one of those things where she she was like very annoyed with me the first couple times I said it incessantly, uh, and then she just started joining in. Uh, <laughs> you know, because because girls are often flip floppy. Yeah, you just gotta be persistent. It's gotta be persistent. With your terrible bits, <laughs> my awful bits that so everyone hates. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, she'll develop some sort of Stockholm syndrome and just like go on. With it. <laughs> oh no. Um, okay. You want to talk about so hmm. the notorious hmm. moment of this song? Oh yes, 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 yes. Is he starts he starts riffing at the end and he he does one of the most anti-poetic <laughs> most prosaic riffs ever we've mm-hmm. talked about it many times on the show and uh here it is here it is <laughs> that's it well, i think it faded out a little too quickly let me uh adjust the fading in and out and listen to it again <laughs> <laughs> demanding someone be more straightforward is so yeah. funny <laughs> it's like oh, the shit. least straightforward way you could say that yeah not the least i'm sure you could you know i i can like identify with like i don't know sometimes people are flip floppy and can't make up their minds and it's really frustrating to try to like make decisions with them yeah like or are they gonna wear flip-flops are they gonna wear closed-toed yeah. shoes they just can't decide. They're waffling back and forth. And then they got to choose what to eat for breakfast. <laughs> uh, they just need to be, be more straightforward. <laughs> um, <I> just... <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. He He's so exasperated. <laughs> he is. He doesn't say, like, say what you mean or anything like that. Or just, like, you know, talk clearly. He's just... <laughs> It's so existential. Be more straightforward. Like, yeah. in it, in it, like your entire like encompassing personhood <laughs> needs to be more straightforward. Uh, it's so bananas. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you know, it's hypothetically true that this person is just hard to read or can't make up their mind. But uh, it really reads as that Justin is being obtuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not a very good listener uh, maybe there's a I corresponding think... like parallel song where someone was telling him be more obtuse <laughs> be more obtuse <laughs> and he took it to heart <laughs> just listen to every other word <laughs> uh yeah i i think this song is just so kind of naive and baby like that i think it's funny <laughs> yeah like i think that the kind of masculinity in this song is funny to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it's great. It's kind of like a dopey little puppy, just kind of like yeah. <laughs> stepping oh, over its own paws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had this, um, this beagle puppy once that just had super long ears and it would just trip on its own ears. Oh. I feel like that's literally what Justin Bieber <laughs> is doing in this song. <laughs> 
delightful. Uh, is it too late now to say sorry mm, for skipping I'll, last week? I'll, I'll allow it. I wonder if that's Justin uh, Beagle um, doing those like vocal loops in the background and pitch shifted up. The da 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 da, that little thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to say. It's so it's so pitch shifted. It's so pitch shifted. Uh, he's saying sorry. What does he have to but, apologize but for? But is he? <laughs> <laughs> is he saying sorry? Yeah. There's. Do you want to play verse two? Yes, I do. I'll take every single piece of the blame if you want me to. Okay. Uh-huh. You know that there is no innocent one in this game for two. Uh-huh. Five oh, people on both Justin. sides. And then you go, you go out and spill the truth. Huh. Can we both say the words and forget this? Yeah. You know, I think there's equal blame on like both sides. And may, may, I, I'll take every single piece of the blame, but really it's like, you know, it's like there's fine people on both sides, but also each side is, is not perfect, you know? So. Something, something that's been really helpful for me in my life is just like when I feel like someone wants me to apologize to them, I'll just say like, I feel like you want me to apologize for this at the moment. Oop, I'm getting and an alarm. And for instance, I want you to apologize for that. <laughs> Never. Um, <laughs> you know, someone will say like, I want, well, I'll say like, I'll feel like you want me to apologize for this specifically. And I am unwilling to apologize for that at this, at this point, <laughs> I will apologize up until that point um because people you know people in the last few years you know in the age of me too and beyond like have Mm -hmm. talked about bad apologies right Mm -hmm. um like bad responses to cancel culture and i think it's a real thing but one thing that's missing from a lot of those bad apologies is frank like owning of like i will not apologize for this thing that people are asking me to mm. apologize for because yeah. I don't want to accept responsibility for that. I don't think I am responsible for that. Right. Like people won't just say that. Mm-hmm. And even though they clearly uh, do think it. Yeah. They, they sometimes try to kind of like skirt around ways, it. But sometimes not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. like you're being flippy floppy when you say, I'll take every single piece of the blame if you want me to um (laughs) that's not like a good faith you know (laughs) nope that's not like setting up a future of like you acting the right way i mean it's it also just like recenters everything on him and it kind of makes this like this martyrdom thing where it's like i'll just take all the blame i'm the bad guy oh boohoo what was me and it's like i'll be the bigger man yeah um yeah the pre-chorus is it too late now to say sorry hmm, i don't know i don't know justy because i'm missing more than just your body hmm okay weird weird thing to, to bring up at this point 
Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know that I let you down. Yep, yep, yep. Is it too late to say I'm sorry now? Yeah. He does actually say I'm sorry in this song, which is more than lots of people do uh, when they are quote unquote yeah. apologizing. Um, but he also does do that thing where, oh, it must be in a different song. That at one point in the album, he does say like, I'm sorry if I made you like feel this way or whatever, which is not really apologizing for it or something. It, there's this uh, great genius annotation <laughs> where apparently a few months after the song was released, Bieber said, I wouldn't take it back anything. I wouldn't do anything over again. I would do it all the same way. I'm not going to say I'm sorry what for the, the things fuck? that I've done because I think that it allows me to tell a story. Huh. And then there's this cover of the Hollywood Reporter with Scooter Braun and Justin Bieber. And it just says Justin Bieber is not sorry. Who the fuck is Scooter Braun? You know, he didn't he buy all the Taylor Swift songs. Oh, right. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, I don't think he's sorry either. Hmm. Um, God, I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to say I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I write my songs about this stuff. I can't <laughs> write songs unless I'm hurting people. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what he's saying. It's my job. <laughs> I'm telling a story through the pain that I cause to everyone. <laughs> um. Yeah, you. The first line of this, you gotta go and get angry at all of my honesty. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that doesn't feel like an apology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope I don't run out of time. Can someone call a referee? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah you know what I say to that? Like Red flag. Real, sorry. Yeah, this is all bad apology stuff. Anyway, uh, do you want to move on to Love Yourself? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Never like to admit that I was wrong. And I've been so caught up in my job. Didn't see what's going on, but now I know. I'm at a sleeping on my own. Cause if you like the way you look that much, oh baby, you should go and love yourself. And if you think. I wonder if that's a... Uh, uh, that is Ed Sheeran on guitar. Look at that. Oh. And I think that's him on background vocals, All right, too. Ed. All right, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, that is him on background <laughs> vocals. Yeah. This guitar part is great. It's... it's Yeah, it, it, it feels a little reminiscent of John Mayer, but in a not bad way. Well, the thing that I like about it is that this song has, like, three tracks, basically. Like, mm-hmm. it's got the vocals... It's got the electric guitar, solo electric guitar. Right. And then at one point, it's got some trumpets. Yeah. Which I took a sound sample of. Ooh. Yeah. And the humming along with it. It feels very intimate. It feels almost like a demo. Yep. Or something. Yeah. I'm into it. I, I, yeah. I think it's real smart. This song is about Justin Bueller and his ex. Mm-hmm. And his ex is, uh, I guess, kind of a vain person 
who assumes that they have access to they think they have Justin Peapods in the palm of their hand mm-hmm. and they don't actually. And they really what don't. Justin has to say in response to that is if you like the way you look that much, oh baby, you should go and love yourself, which is I think a really clever little lyric yes. which is essentially saying go fuck yourself. Yep. Uh yeah, it's a very this is a, an incredibly spiteful song. Mhm. But because of the melody and the arrangement, it feels sweet almost mm-hmm. like, and it feels like self-respect, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is a hard thing to pull off, especially as like a man who's talking down to a woman. Yep. Um, like that's a, that's a tightrope act right there. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how um, did you pull this off? <clears throat> Cause usually I hate any song. From a from a man to a woman, yeah, exactly. Basically. <laughs> Any song, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think they should do that. No, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I just somehow I just feel like on Justin's side, and at least in this song, it's just like yeah, she should go love herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's such an interesting like little tweak to telling someone to like go fuck themselves. Like it kind of, I mean, it's. It's not maybe as fleshed out as it could be, but it kind of like implies that this person is like maybe so obsessed with uh, uh, Justin Bifo that they like don't love themselves because they're like too busy being obsessed with him or something. Because apparently mm. they got um, got into clubs using his name um, right. and is still blowing up his phone. Speaking of blowing up one's phone, it's trash night. Cameron, I don't think Tuesday deserves that kind of vitriol. <laughs> Cameron, this is the, this is the night of tacos for for many of us. Well, tacos are not trash. Also, here in Overlook, Portland, Oregon, is the night of trash. <laughs> and I will forget unless there, unless I ruin a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we all have to make sacrifices and uh, we're willing to make them for you, Cameron. All of us. I speak for I speak for me and all the audience. Where are we at with love yourself? What do you mean? My mama don't like you and she likes everyone. That's, That's a such a mean thing to lyric. say. It's, it's, it's a great so lyric. Mean. It's so fucking mean. Yeah, it's like my mom <laughs> is the canary in the coal mine when it comes to her kids' like mm-hmm. romantic interests. Mm-hmm. Like, she has low standards, and you did not meet them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, everyone. A sweetheart to a fault, and she does not trust you. (laughs) It's absolutely Mm. scathing. It's so scathing. It's so good. Uh, I think it's super funny um, that he also says, I never like to admit that I was wrong, like, right after that. Because the thing he was wrong about was this person that he is addressing. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta um, eat crow on this one. Yeah, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there's some kind of entertaining uh, uh, annotations on the genius about this one because they they kind of try to parse um, uh, the fact that this is a song that Ed Sheeran wrote uh, for his himself and his own album. Um, so during an interview with Carson Daly, 
uh, Sheeran said, uh, it, uh, love yourself was a song I'd written for divide. It just wouldn't have made it. And then Justin took it and did his thing on it and released it as a single and made it what it is. So going from a song that would have never been released to, it was the biggest song of last year. It just became billboard number one. Um, blah, blah, blah. It just shows you that you shouldn't always write stuff off. Huh? And then the genius commentators really try to parse whether this is about Selena Gomez. Um, right. On the Ellen show, Justin said that three songs were definitively inspired by her. Mark my words. What you do mean? What do you mean? And sorry. And then the commenter says, this doesn't mean that the implied ex lover is not Selena (laughs) Gomez. Given Ed Sheeran's contribution, it's likely an amalgam of Gomez and one of Sheeran's exes. Uh, and then they try to speculate on who that might be, naming two people. If the song is autobiographical at all, it's it's just it's such a weird project to undertake to be like, now this is a song that one guy wrote, but the other guy took it. And like, does that mean that it's now about guy two, like his ex now? It's like, it's really odd. <laughs> There's this um, cover of this song by Halsey who appears on this album later. Oh yeah. But she just says like, fuck yourself instead of love yourself. And I'm like, that's like taking away the like main kind of joke of the, the main like kind of punchline of the song. Um, yeah. That's, it's like the explaining the punchline of the song. Yeah. That's like, that's like taking, I've got friends in low places and instead singing, I like to get drunk with my shitty ass friends. (laughs) And I feel a little self-conscious about it. (laughs) My friends suck, but I do like getting drunk with them. I'm doing my best to be proud. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Well, yeah, this song rules. Yep, I like it. It might be the best Justin Bieber song. We'll see. I haven't really Mm. listened to Mm -hmm. the more recent stuff. Okay, we should... What else should we talk about? We should probably... It's getting kind of late. We should maybe skip forward. We should definitely talk about Life is Worth Living and Purpose. And there are there other songs okay. you want to talk about? No, let's just talk about those. Okay. So uh, Justin uh, Bing Bang has a real Bono moment and um, writes a song called Life is Worth Living. And to that I say, citation needed. He gave you direction. Showed you how to read a map for that long journey ahead. Said it ain't never over. Oh, even in the midst of doubt, life is worth living. Life is worth living. So live another day. He doesn't really like try to justify or support the assertion. He just kind of asserts it. He's like, oh, by the way, life is worth living. Yeah, come on. Yeah, just keep keep doing, just keep doing the living stuff. Just come on. Um, yeah, this is a, 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 a very idealistic and unfocused song, which is why I made the uh, comparison to Bono. Uh-huh. A lot of like muddled you up imagery him. too. <laughs> um, so he's, he's at a crossroads on a treadmill uh with the hazard lights on and then uh someone shows up with a uh, couple dollars and a quarter tank of gas uh and gives the 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 person directions for a long journey ahead and uh that's that's the first verse um and then he's on a ski slope and then there's an avalanche 
And it's, it's like a bond. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but there's this like um, recurring couple lines at the end of the verses where he says, God sent an angel to help you out. He gave you directions, showed you how to read a map for the long journey ahead, said it ain't over. Oh, even in the midst of doubt, life is worth living. Thanks, God. Thanks, God. Appearing to me in the form of a heavenly trucker. <laughs> Doesn't he say that? Basically. <laughs> Yeah, he's, um, when I thought it was over, God sent in an angel to help us out. Yep. Uh, oh, and this is the song where he says, crucify. D- did he use the word crucify earlier? No, I think just in this just one. Just in this one? Yeah, he says, uh, what I get from my reflection is a difference in perception. From what the world may see, they tried to crucify me. I ain't perfect, won't deny. My reputation's on the line, so I'm working on a better me. Ooh, good. Okay. I mean, it's good. Good for you. <laughs> Um, didn't John Lennon say he was going to get crucified? Uh, he did. well, mm, he said he was bigger than Jesus or his band was. There's a song where he says they're going to crucify me. Oh, I'm not very familiar with his solo work. I thought you were his biggest fan. <laughs> Love that guy. Model my life after him. No, it's, it's, a Beatles, it's a Beatles song. Is it? Oh yeah. Hmm. I'll, I'll put it in the learning links learn those links well um yeah life is worth living uh we have our our newest drop for any time one of us commits a sin mm-hmm. Only God can judge me. <laughs> <laughs> i love that he kind of says only god can judge me <laughs> <laughs> who's this god yeah, guy you're talking about <laughs> um can we take a quick detour to children? Because <laughs> I think it's funny. Okay, yeah. Here we go. Who's gonna be the one to fight for it? Worthy inspiration. Do you believe enough to die for it? Who's got the heart? Who's got it? Whose heart is the biggest? Where it on your sleeve? Justin, it's not a contest. It's not about whose heart is the biggest. A blue whale has a heart you could swim through, but are they out there changing their generation or whatever the fuck you're talking about? Um, next time I'm like, I see some toxic masculinity between two men, I'm going to be like, all right, stop the heart measuring contest. <laughs> Brilliant. <clears throat> um. This lyric, what about the children? Look at all the children we can change. Uh, We got to change these kids. Change them. Uh, Yeah, this is is incidentally uh, where I started getting major uh, like CCM, like Christian music, uh, dog whistle vibes. There's a lot of language. Quite the nose for that. Yeah. Talking about changing the children, being a visionary for change, to say we're the generation. There's, that's a lot of dog whistles right there. My dog ears yeah. are all perked up. Do you up. believe enough to die for it? That's another big one. <laughs> um, I somehow got on um, Exvangelical TikTok in my uh, FYP. Um, Hang on. Uh, <laughs> slow down. What's okay. FYP? That's, uh, it's, does that stand for For You page? Oh. What does that stand for? Um. I don't know what the P means, but it means like you're letting 
the algorithm when you swipe suggests new videos to you. Oh, always a wise decision. And yeah. <laughs> With, so what like, could possibly instance, go wrong? In my algorithm right now, there's exvangelical content, mm-hmm. like former evangelicals. Um, and there are uh, a lot of lesbian and bisexual uh, AFAB people mm-hmm. and NBs. And a lot of just like how to cook big pieces of meat. <laughs> For some reason, that's what's on my. I mean, it kind of got you feed. nailed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uncanny. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, the uh, the evangelical TikTok is. Uh, FYP stuff is really hilarious. Uh, and one of the most recent trends has been this like this like remix of I am a C I am a C-H oh. I am a C-H-R-I-S-D-I-A-N that song. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like this like super like dissonant like club remix <laughs> of that. And like there's all these ex-evangelicals on TikTok like using the filters to like rave to this song <laughs> and then like saying, you know, like me as a seven year old, imagining all the ways I'll, I'll be martyred someday. <laughs> you know, <just laughs> Insane stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I think when I see we're the inspiration. Do you believe enough to die for it? Oh boy. I actually knew a lot of kids who like, uh, yeah, assumed that they were going to, you know, get killed because they're Christians someday, which is, uh, Profoundly delusional, but also <laughs> hilarious. And, and also really troubling, you know? Yeah. It's like, and part of the oh, Yeah, control, troubling. Yeah, know? definitely troubling. <laughs> Not what I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, yeah, that's that's really fucked up. Um. Anyway, whose heart's the biggest? Who's got the heart? Who's got it? Whose who's heart is the biggest? The Wear it on your sleeve. Everyone put their heart on their sleeve. We're going to measure it. <laughs> I'm going to come over with the, the, the uh, Taylor's measuring tape and uh, wrap it around your sleeve, and I'm going to figure out whose heart is the biggest. All right, let's talk about porpoise. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yawn. Barf, barf. Barf and yawn at the same time. He does a big monologue. Do you want to listen to the monologue? <sighs> oh, I would love nothing song? more. Here we go. This is the epitome oh. of anti apology. Yep, here we go. I don't know if this is wrong because someone else is telling me that it's wrong, but I feel that it's wrong. <laughs> what? I'm trying my best not to let this happen again. We weren't necessarily put in the best position to make the best decisions. You can't be hard on yourself for it. These are the cards that you were given, so you have to understand that these, like, that's not who you are. You know you're trying to be the best you can be, but that's all you can do. If you don't give it at all you got, you're only cheating yourself. Give it all you got, but if it ends up happening, it ends up happening. That's what <laughs> happening with me. It's like, God, I'm giving it all I got. Sometimes I'm weak and I'm gonna do it. And it's like, I'm not giving myself grace. I'm just like, understanding that's just how it is so end of the album so profound the final word sometimes 
you try your best to not drive drunk or get into a fight with a stranger at a bar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you do. And, you know, that's where God's grace comes in. That's all you can do. If you don't give it all you got, you're only cheating yourself. Oh, boy. This is... uh, There's... Yeah, there's... um, There's a certain toxic strain (laughs) of, like, contemporary Christianity that is exemplified by, like, essentially the secret. um, And, yeah, it's just, like, weird, like, narcissistic kind of stuff um there was this fad called the prayer of jabez back in like the 90s and early thousands that i think was like a a big um example of that that uh the way i remember it it was it literally like was essentially the secret um and it's all wrapped up with like the the prosperity gospel and like all this shit and uh, and it leads yeah. to a and lot Jabez of called on God of Israel on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory wink, mm-hmm. wink, and that your <laughs> hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I might, that I may not cause pain. I don't think they gave a lot of weight to that last part. <laughs> I don't think they thought about that very much. Um, also a weird to thing to do rich. So I don't hurt people. Also, weird thing to do in the same breath as literally asking God to help you conquer like someone else's territory. <laughs> yeah, like, God, help me like invade all these like motherfuckers and like take their <laughs> land. So now it's my land, but so that I don't hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So you get a lot of like this uh, like inspirational like horseshit type stuff that uh, is really really toxic and. Um, makes me like nauseous it's really bad um yeah in this there's a music video here oh let's let's check this out oh he's looking he looks kind of upset oh oh and then there's like a dancer who's like holding his hand oh there's another dancer he doesn't look happy about it (laughs) all of these uh all of these women are like kind of chasing him around a desert dancing at him. I think they're trying to forgive him through the art of dance. And uh, he's and doing he, very good at portraying his troubled um, soul by just furrowing his brows a bunch and just kind of like yeah. frowning and squinting. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's showing really, you that he's deep and uh, they're really rubbing him a lot down. going on. Oh, she's like grinding wow. on him. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. A lot less than him. Yep. And they're kind of just like wearing beige underwear. <laughs> a lot of, Man, like, what a crazy job. <laughs> just yep. To be these dancers. It's so strange. Because he's, even... he's like a good, he's a good dancer. He's not dancing in this. Yeah. They're not even really dancing that much. They're just kind of like writhing around him. Well, I think they're, they seem like they're actual dancers. They do. They do. But it's, I guess what I'm saying is like, this is not part of dancing. It is, but this is not good choreography (laughs) with (laughs) a few, maybe like tiny exceptions here or there, but okay. Now, now it's getting a little bit more choreographed. They're not just like kind of entwining themselves around and they're like actually making movements and stuff. I don't know if we're in the same part of the video at, (laughs) if we're completely (laughs) sort of skimming around. Yeah. This is all, this has all been one take too. So far. Yeah. Does that, does that lady have cat whiskers painted on her face? <laughs> on her She's cheeks? cat girl. <laughs> oh, there was a cut. It's no longer a single take. Ah, oh, ruined oh, it. boo. Birdman or bust. That's what I always say. 
Oh boy. This is troubling. The way that like these women are like sexualized and like, ugh, I, I hate this. And knowing that it is like the backdrop for this just run of the mill, totally generic, like CCM ballad, just like adds an extra layer of just like unsettlingness. This is bad. Yeah. This is a real bad vibe. <laughs> oh, Justin Big Bong. We hardly knew ye. Uh, all right. Well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> all done. All done. We can get up from our high chairs. Oh, boy. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with the next album. Um, what, what was that one called? that album? It's I like I the right here. Feelings or something. What the fuck is it called? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Changes. changes. Yeah, that's what I, that's, that's what I said. This is Changes. Uh, it was released last year. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And then he released another one this year. He's been, he's been yeah. uh, on that grind. Anyway, we'll be back next year with that. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Until that time, we, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Support us by writing a review on iTunes or uh, telling people about the show or giving us money directly by going to support.boxset.website and joining our Patreon. You'll get access to all of our bonus materials, including a weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. And this week, we talked about... Midnight Mass. Yeah. And the Candyman. Candyman, yes. Candyman. The Candyman can't in this case. Uh, just a little teaser there. Uh, <laughs> and what do I mean by that? You'll have to pay me to find out. Ooh. <laughs> to give me two dollars. Give me two dollars, and you'll lunch know. Money. Yeah, <laughs> I'll beat you up for your lunch money, and then you'll know. Uh, the other thing you should do, you really owe it to yourself to do. We've been talking about self-care and what it means to love yourself uh, a lot throughout this episode. And the thing that I think that you really owe yourself to do is to just take some time, center yourself, breathe, and listen to Cameron's other podcast called Get Up in the Cool. Oh, I wish you would. I just (laughs) went to the International Bluegrass Music Association Festival and Conference and I recorded a bunch of episodes, and uh, this next month is Get Up in the Cool Month. It's like my fundraising month, which means I do a little bit more like, you know, NPR bullshit in the intro and outro. Uh, but it also means that I like save some extra special guests. We got Tristan mm-hmm. Scroggins Ooh. coming out. Uh, if that ain't a bluegrass uh, name, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bluegrass, um, doing some mandolin stuff. I got Ann Fung uh, probably coming out definitely this month, maybe even next this next week, this next Wednesday. She's the uh, flautist from Twisted Pine. Whoa. And that's one of the most adventurous old-time jams, old-time duet jams that I've been in, and it rules. Oh, she tells that's some awesome. really great stories. And uh, yeah, and some, some more fun to come that's awesome so go go check all, out all that stuff go love your go and love yourself by listening to get up in the cool it's <laughs> that's the only way it's the only way to love yourself it's the path towards self-actualization all right well until next week i've been nathan hunt and i'll take every single piece of the blame if you want me to <laughs> i've been camera to it and buddy's gonna duddy and tut's gonna tut <laughs> Thank you.
Oh boy, it's late. I yeah, bed. I got a bunch more work to do. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Great talking to you as always. Yeah. You light up my night, Cameron. It's n- to to me Tuesday is not trash night. <laughs> <laughs>